ghosts, UFOs, alien encounters, and all things paranormal. These are real stories from real people. This is Fear of the Unknown. Hey, and welcome to another episode of the podcast. <laughs> I'm here with Bronwyn. Hello. Uh, old friend of mine. Apparently lots of stories. Yeah, lots a lot of, of paranormal very stories. spooky stories. Yeah. Do you have any sort of like background in superstitiousness or any sort of... Um, I do. I am a huge fan of all things paranormal. Yeah. I um, actually followed it for quite a while. Um, the whole ghost chasing scene and things like that. Have like you, you know, chased ghosts? Oh, you know, you turn up the static on your radio and you listen to it and see if you can't <laughs> hear anything and... Yeah going out into random places in the middle of the night with infrared yeah. cameras and stuff like that. So it's so much fun. I am even if you get nothing out of it, just, <laughs> Even if you get nothing out of it, just apart from just getting the heebie-jeebies. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, That's the best part. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah so uh, let's, um, yeah, let's go back to one of your earlier stories. Let's go from the beginning. Let's go through chronologically. <sighs> All right. Let's so talk about some weird shit. I've got a couple good ones. Um, I've got a couple funny ones, a couple serious ones, etc. Um, but one of the most recent ones, which I feel would be a good start, is basically this story of this giant, like, three-meter-tall, silhouetted, crazy thing that I swear used to stalk me, right? So I suffer from a lot of sleep paralysis, mm-hmm. and that means it's not uncommon for me to, you know, wake up in the middle of the night and see, like, people standing in the corner of my room, whatever. But I also work graveyard shifts, so I do a lot of 6pm to 6am, whatnot, or more normally I do 6pm to 3am. Right. And I remember one night, I had been having paralysis for a couple nights in a row about this giant silhouetted figure in the corner of my room, right? And it had been really freaked out because it was different to how the paralysis normally is. Like, instead of just being in one position, I could actually, you know, move my eyes, whatever, and look around and figure out what's going on. Mm -hmm. Um, But basically, driving home from work one night, 3 a.m., 3.30 a.m., I was quite tired and I started seeing this thing in actual life as i was driving i'd keep seeing it just standing at places wow. in corners you know did you have like had you been missing out on any sleep or anything like that no i had slept perfectly yeah. the night before i wasn't feeling tired my regular sleep routine is normally you know i'm right. i'm a night owl anyway i normally sleep most days right um and I started to chalk it up myself to, you know, maybe I'm just tired. Maybe I can't deal with it right now, you know, because, you know, you're tired. Sometimes you see people running around or whatnot. Um, And I get home and I get out of my car, shut the door, lock the door on my car, turn around to face the entrance. And I swear to God, it was standing right there, right in front of me. Just half second, two seconds, then gone. It disappeared, like, before your eyes? Yeah. Wow. Like, not even just fade away, just, you know, exit stage left. It (laughs) blinked away. Yeah. Um, So that night, (laughs) I am freaked out to hell. I had a couple, you know, meds and whatnot to help me sleep better because I couldn't sleep. Good stuff. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And, um... Surely enough, I got sleep paralysis again. And what I had that time 
was I was laying in bed and all of a sudden I started having this really vivid nightmare and this thing was in my room and which it barely fit obviously because I'm talking about something that's you know like three three meters, three meters just a silhouette figure I can't even make out so what like it hunched like. over yeah yeah and it kept getting closer and closer to me and I remember just feeling you know this huge pressure all over my body yeah and I'm used to anxiety. I'm used to being like, oh, you know, you get, you know, pressure on your chest or you yeah. know, stuff like that. But it was different. It was all over my body. Yeah. And surely enough, this thing comes down onto me. Yeah. And I swear to God, I can smell its breath. <laughs> Just this disgusting smell, right? Wow. Like halitosis. Yeah. Like actual breath. Actual breath. Yeah. You can, and can I you smell can, any like pizza on it or anything? Oh, I wish, man. <laughs> it was just I wish. Death, it was just death breath. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I can feel this thing physically grabbing my shoulders. And oh, at that shit. point, I'm full on freaking out. And I'm yeah. going, okay, this is nuts. Like, I maybe I'm having, you know, paralysis again. My brain's kind of picked up from it. Okay. I try to wake up from it, right? Yeah. And I wake up. Do you have any methods of trying to wake up? The only method I do have is to start making myself breathe really hard. That's really interesting. <laughs> until my heart rate picks up a little bit and you know then what? I can snap out of it. I've had a crap load of sleep paralysis myself. Yeah? But um, it's not the type that I see monsters. It only happened once and that was last week. And I yeah. talked about it in the last podcast. But because I haven't had like, like monster or being encounters yeah i've had time to sort of like analyze it while i've been in the grips of it you know and I've, I've been through the whole thing of like realizing that my eyes are actually closed um like your brain takes a perfect snapshot of yeah the rem- of, yeah just, and, and you'll take in details like patterns yeah, you, that you, you didn't realize, realize that you fucking did yeah you'll realize like the wear on a chair or something or exactly like you just things exactly. you never pay attention to normally yeah, yeah. so similar to you because i've heard other people say that they breathe in and out what i do is i hold my breath Mm. Like that's because you know how you can control your breathing. Yeah, that's yeah. literally that's it. all that's you all. can do. <laughs> and so, like, I kind of like at the back of your throat where you'd sort of gag like that. Mm. That's and because yeah. you can't control your mouth, you can't control anything except the the very back of your throat. That muscle there is mm-hmm. is uh is still controllable, and you just hold it. Even if you can't take a big breath in, you hold it and hold it, hold it, and you'll adrenaline will spike and then you'll break out of it within about yeah. 20 or 30 seconds at the very most yeah it's uh definitely good i haven't heard of that one before yeah that's, that's it works cool. for me every that's single time i did that's that last week was yeah me. that's what got me out of it yeah but i had to sort of like quickly collect myself but i think when you're caught in the moment you may not have that presence of mind to be able to just go like okay step one hold my breath you're, yeah yeah just like, exactly <laughs> And you're sitting there, you're crying, yeah. all you want is a hug, yeah. <laughs> everything's awful. I want a hug from something non-demonic. Yeah. <laughs> you can't remember if you're just having a bad dream or if you're having a bad trip. It's that kind of thing. Yeah. So what's fucking interesting about it, because like, we both went to SAE, it's like an audio college together. Yeah. And we had this project about sleep paralysis. Yes. So I, was, so I learned a lot about it. And one of those things, and I'm, I, I'm repeating myself with the last podcast so i'm gonna i won't get into it too much but it's the same fucking five characters that chase that yeah. torment people around the world everyone gets throughout the same. throughout time yeah it's it's that's uncanny you know yeah. like what 
about the human conscious, what about our survival pattern is so ingrained that when we all go through this experience, we all experience the same thing. Why do we all get, you know, tall, slender things? Why do we all get, you know, old lady in a rocking chair or something like that? Man with a hat. Man with a hat. Yeah. Um, Why do we all get that? What happened in the past to lead us to fear that more greatly than anything else? Yeah. Um, But that's where my story gets a bit spooky. Right. Okay. (laughs) I crack myself out of the sleep paralysis, right? Okay. I am full on sweating. Right. I, you know, jump out of bed, switch on the light, you know, run around, (laughs) check everything. Wake up mom and dad. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Wake up my mom and dad and be like, I need a hug. Um, and I turn around and once again, it's just there Fuck off. and I, I know I'm fully <laughs> awake this time and it is just standing there and I, what I details screamed. can you tell me about it? Like it's kind of as far as I could get, cause I couldn't never really make out the actual figure itself. Okay. Kind of like a, you know, shadow beast thing. Sure. Um, and just, you know, my my bedroom has ultra high ceilings. It's 2.8 meter high ceilings or nearly three meter high ceilings. Nice. So it's creepy already. Yeah. yeah. And this thing <laughs> is crouched over in there, just oh. staring me dead in the eyes. And, you know, I can, I can hear it breathing. I can, you know, smell the breath. And yeah, it's just like a long, slender, yeah. you know... And it just, um, does it have like an insidious type of presence to it? Yeah. Something like, it, like it's, it's wanting to fuck with you. Yeah. Um, That's interesting. Something about whenever I had paralysis about that, yeah. when I was seeing it driving home, when I saw it then waking up, yeah. um, always instant panic, cold sweat, full shivers type of thing. Yeah. And yeah, I remember just, screaming so loud because this thing was standing right there yeah and leaving the room and i slept on the couch for a couple weeks because (laughs) every single time i went back in i just think about because i I, you know i full i woke up i got myself out of it okay and this thing was still there when i turned around and i was out of bed you know okay so it's a bit yeah so what explanations have people given you for that um, a couple of people have tried to chalk it up to anxiety. Yeah. But it doesn't work like that. It does not work like that. Yeah. <laughs> and and that's, I've, I was, I've been saying this in the last, um, in the last podcast. I mean, it's, it's really important to be, um, skeptical. Mm. It is. Absolutely. It's super important, but there's a point where it gets lazy. Yeah. Where they're like, I don't understand it. Therefore I'm going to like Occam's razor this shit. And fucking, <laughs> and just find the simplest answer is always going to be the like you know it's going to be oh, the, it's right. the human mind or you know or yeah. maybe you're just becoming schizophrenic is what I told myself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there are so so many different things that you can put it down to. Yeah, but when you look at the whole world of the paranormal, there seems to be these connections, and the connection that I see with what you're saying is that there is this kind of element of. Whether it's aliens, whether it's ghosts, whether yeah. it's a vision. For some reason, there's a, a type of that that they just want to fuck with you. Yeah. They don't have any... They're not analyzing you. They're not reading your mind. They're not talking to you. They're just screwing they're just, around. They're just literally tormenting you. Yeah. And it happens to people who are in vulnerable states. 
And it, it's like, okay, if, you know, just as a, a thought experiment, <laughs> what if there are like beings out there that are just, they literally, they know who to fuck with. They find people that have got like problems that no one's going to believe them and they just choose those people to fuck with them. Yeah. Well, I'm a, I'm because a thorough here's believer a thing. in that. Here's the thing. Like you have different people all around the world experiencing exactly the same thing. Yeah. So. I mean, you can't like, I don't feel like you can sit there and have every single person experiencing these fears in their subconscious yeah. and not want to draw lines between it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I'm a thorough believer of that. I mean, you can't tell me when, you know, chatting to a friend before I came on today and he was telling me about an experience he had where he was sitting in his bedroom alone, just on his phone before bed. Yeah. And he had a coin on his bedside table. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, that coin just slides across it onto the floor. That yeah. was it. And he was like, there wasn't any movement. There wasn't any yeah. anything. I didn't knock it. You know, it's all straight. Yeah. And he literally sat there and went, do it again. <laughs> do it again. Prove it. <laughs> yeah. Nothing. Yeah. And it's, it's interesting because it's like something like that has happened to maybe 30% of the population. Yeah. Where they've seen something fly through the air impossibly. Mm-hmm. Happened to the, uh, um, the um, Dan, who I was speaking to yesterday. He was like really pissed off at his grandma and... He was like he was just a kid, but a photograph came flying off the off a shelf, like a meter away. Oh my god! So it didn't just fall down and kind of yeah. Flip-flop. It just went Bleh! and it was a picture of his granddad with his grandmother. So oh. <laughs> <laughs> that's a sign of anything. That's a sign of anything. Yeah. So look, I mean, I'm not putting my foot down and saying, oh, it's got to be ghosts or it's got to be this or that. I just have a really strong feeling that there's something. Yeah. You know, we can't get rid of that kind of like, but what? Yeah. (laughs) You can never get rid of that. That's always there. I mean, when you're home alone and you hear someone walking around or stuff like that, or, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm a thorough believer of demons. I, I honest think demons exist. They're with us or some sort of menacing thing that just wants to screw with us. I mean, like for me, you know, get your room, get, get any room. Just screw it up. Make it as messy as possible. Take all the paint down. You know, whatever. Because mm. that's where it happened to me. Most. It's happened a couple times now. And just stand there. And look at, you know, one corner of the room. Unfocus your eyes. And, you know, after a couple minutes, you swear to God, you start seeing things. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, never happens in an environment that's Have lived you actually in. done never that? happens. Yes. <laughs> I you have. Up a room. Yeah. Wow. Just uh, like just an experiment. Yeah. Well, the thing is, I had gone out to the old power station with some friends, uh-huh. and which, I mean, for legal reasons, that's a joke. Course, yeah. <laughs> um, I'd gone out to the old power station with friends, and there, every time we went there, because we used to go there quite often as teenagers. I swear, if you just stand there and, you know, you'd lose focus on your eyes, you'd start seeing things. Yeah. And I'm an incredibly paranoid person at the same time. I can't deny that fact. So one day I was in my bedroom at our haunted rental, which is another good story. Okay. And I did the same. I took all the sheets off the covers, laid everything down, threw everything off the desk, you know, whatever, all the posters off the wall and whatnot. I mean... 
first 30 minutes or so, I didn't realize anything, you know, went out, got some lunch, come back, come into the room, not paying attention what I'm doing with, you know, my subway, whatever. Mm-hmm. And swear I see something moving in the corner of my eye. Right. Like swear I see, you know, someone walking past or... Just a thing. Yeah. Yeah. I've like, um, especially when I was studying, I'd go for days without sleep. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'd definitely see things crawling around the edge of my, yeah. my vision. Um, but it's, it's funny cause I was, I was in a situation where I actually had people every single night intruding onto our property. Yes. It's that, that place that you visited. I uh, remember that, it, the it old in, place. Yeah. I lived in an abandoned, um, block of flats and that was a good time (laughs) and every day they would get junkies coming past so like i put it down to me just like lacking sleep because there were other parts of my mind that just weren't reliable Mm. so i just got used to that like especially if like there's a fan in the room and it's blowing something slightly my mind would kind of amplify it to be yeah. like an arm waving or like someone walking yeah. past. But I mean, I'm not dismissing what you're saying. I'm just, I just know that, um, I was on alert for something physical happening. Mm. So that didn't really get to me. However, I have been in situations which I won't, you know, maybe someday I'll go into detail, but I can't, you know, uh, it's, it's something I'm not prepared to talk about right now, but yeah. there are things that have been so fucked up that have been so kind of like unbelievable that, and I've been awake that it's impossible for it to be something that I just came up with just because, yeah. you know, I ate too much Maccas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, by the way, speaking of which, I hope that you do not see this character after this podcast because so far, um, you're the third guest I've had and the day after or the night after we have an interview, something weird happens. <laughs> so, so for my sake, I hope it happens. So you can be like, Paulo, that like, I just, want to just saw something. Well, I hope up. it happens during the day. Yeah. You know, living on my own in my yeah. flat now. <laughs> oh yeah. It's the last thing I want. Yeah. <laughs> oh, now you got me on edge. I know. Like, I'm going to be oh. looking, I'm going to be driving home tonight yeah. and going out for uh, drinks with some friends. Like, I'm going to be driving home tonight. I'm going to be looking at every single person going down the street. Yeah. I'm going to be like, oh, do they have like three heads? <laughs> yeah. No, but it's like, um, it's funny how like, um, yeah, it's funny how human psychology works. Yeah. So if you believe in it, you're going to feel the vibes and it's almost like that provokes shit to come out yeah because here's the thing people who are skeptical like i mentioned this before like ufo hunters the ones that truly believe they go out and they're ready for it and they put themselves into like for example a meditative state and they'll see orbs flying out around in the distance and like if you're in a state of like um Okay, let's let's see what fucking happens. And you go out. You're probably not going to see them. Yeah. Actually, you almost never see them. And I mean, that's a big question. That's what people always say, because people have like, you know, people have scientifically funded things with like, all right, let's go to this place and let's see what happens. Yeah. It's I guess it's kind of like one of those, if you go looking for answers, you're probably not going to find them type of things. Yeah. But it brings in, it's like, it's such a huge question because 
I mean, say we do live with aliens or we do live with ghosts, you know. I mean, ghosts is the example I'm going to use here. Say there's this, you know, mysterious fourth dimension mm-hmm. where, you know, the dead walk among us, basically. Yeah. What's not to say that we don't have access to that? I mean, you know, humans have incredibly complex brains, but what's yeah. not to say that we don't have access to that yeah. and we just need to kind of get through it in our minds, you know? Yeah. I mean, if you don't believe in something, then what's your thought to say it's true or it's false or what's right. going on with it? So what's not to say we need that part of our brain. We need to be aware and give ourselves access to the thought that yeah. this might be a possibility for these yeah. things to happen. Exactly. It could be just some forgotten knowledge. Yeah. It could be something that we previously had access to, but no. I mean, especially as uh, as we develop scientifically mm. and we develop like educationally, like anyone can can learn as much as they want on the internet in a very short amount of time. Yeah. You know, we've got this, uh, we've got this sort of instinct in us that if it's something that is not in solid proof form, you know, in three dimensions in front of us that can be observed, then it doesn't exist, which is extremely naive. Yes. I believe so as well. I believe so as well. (laughs) Yeah. But you get some crazy stories about stuff like that. Like there's a story of a a pretty famous, they suspect suicide in America of a girl that was found in one of the water, I believe one of the water purifiers in a hotel roof. Yes. Yeah. I remember the one. Yeah. And you see the footage of it. Is it's, it's something else. I highly (laughs) recommend everyone go out and watch it because she's, you see her running down the hallway from nothing. Yeah. You see her hiding in the elevator from yeah. nothing. Yeah. You see she's terrified. She's crying. She's sweating. She doesn't know what to yeah. do. She doesn't know how to handle it. And then a couple weeks later, they find her body in, like I said, I believe a water purifier. It was just a water or, tank. Or a water tank. Yeah. yeah. That only locks from the outside. Yeah. And so if there's... She clearly well, the, wasn't being chased somewhat by someone. Is, according the footage is to the from footage. inside a. Uh, it's from inside an elevator, mm. and you see her running in and hiding, you know, hiding behind behind the side. Yeah, um, where the where the num where the buttons are. Yeah, and she looks out quickly in and out, ducks in and out, and um, she keeps running in and out as if she's trying to hide from something. Yeah, like she can def, de- like whatever's happening in her head, she's it's real to her. Yeah, like fucking real. Where she wants to, she wants to save her own life. Yeah, and um, that's the last you see of her. And then a few weeks later, um, there are some guests complaining about the taste of the water. Yeah, <laughs> like, this that's water tastes. This water tastes like a decaying woman. This is this water tastes oddly like Chanel to you. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. So they have a look, and there she is, and it's like. And there are so many factors that made it impossible for her to just do it by herself. Yeah. I mean, I've heard personally that the door that led to the roof escape is yeah. locked by a key that only, you know, the staff downstairs had. Really? Okay. Um, I mean, I've also heard that that water tank only locks from the outside. So there's no way she would have gotten in it, mm. submerged herself fully. Yeah. And then been able to lock it because the actual, you know, valves for it are up right. top. But I've also heard in regards to that, that rumors that apparently she was on medication for various mental illnesses right. and people try to talk it down to that. Yeah. But I mean, it could have been that. 
Yeah. The but thing maybe is, maybe it wasn't. Yeah, but the thing is, a very good friend of mine, a very close friend of mine, right. he is quite severely schizophrenic. Okay. And I've chatted to him about it in detail, you know, just, you know, your casual yarn, you have a talk about things, sort out your headspace, whatnot. And he has never had an experience where anything he's seen, no matter how terrifying, anything he's heard, no matter how terrifying, has actively tried to hurt him. Yeah. I mean, you hear telltale stories of, you know, people with schizophrenia going out and they hear voices and they kill people and... Mm -hmm. But he's told me that apparently most of that stuff comes down to, you know, schizophrenia being combined with another illness or right. along that line. So I don't know if I want to buy that she was just having a bad episode. It's too easy. That's, that's yeah. too much. It's like the, the, the bottom line is that there is some evidence to say that, yes, that could have happened. But that's not the final answer. Yeah. We will not know. We simply will we will not know. Absolutely. And um and what we don't know, I think we just have to wait and see. Yeah. I think as time passes we're starting to realise that there's a lot more going on. Yeah, absolutely. And I hope that one day we can look back at conversations like this and go Ah, so that's what it was. You know? Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully one day yeah. we can figure out what because, all these things are. Because historically people get so um obnoxious not obnoxious, but they become so arrogant in the power of what they consider to be science, which is it's incomplete science. It's it's theory that they adopt as what is real. Yeah. Because science is a search for the truth. And sometimes you have a dead end that stays there for a while. Because a lot of these things have uh, strange connections that sometimes you can be like, well, those two act the same, those two phenomena. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, give me some more stories. Tell me. Oh, more. I have got, I lived in a haunted house. Okay. For a while. Tell me about it. So it is this cul-de-sac neighborhood. It's in a poorer area. Um, we were renting at the time. We're struggling to make bills, whatnot, get by. Yeah. Um, it is a house that every single neighbor on that street helped to build, including, unfortunately, a couple deceased neighbors. Yeah. Um, but we were renting it because we needed a place to stay. You know, it was close. It was local. Good to shop. You That's know. pretty interesting in itself. Yeah. A house which every neighbor... Well, if we had electrical issues, we'd walk across to the electrician because he literally lived across the street and he did all the electrical and all the tiling in the entire house. Wow, okay. And stuff like that, right? So we moved in and after a little bit, we, we, you know, we were talking about paranormal stuff ourselves. My family's always been a little bit on board with that, you know? Sure. And I was saying, I feel like some nights when I'm going to sleep, that I'm hearing people have conversations. Like, I, I remember one night, the most vivid one I had was when someone, you know, directly shouted, like a woman's voice, just, hey, you. And I remember shooting up out of bed because I felt like it was right in my ear. Yeah. And, you know, searching around, it was nothing, go back to sleep. Yeah. But we were discussing this, and I brought up that I had been, you know, hearing voices every now and then within this house. Right. And my dad goes, I have had the exact same thing. <laughs> and my mum goes go. and agrees with him. Wow. And says they have both been experiencing it. And they thought that maybe one of each other were just sleep talking. Okay. <laughs> and it goes on because we continue this conversation, right? Right. And for the next week, the voices stop. Don't hear them anymore. 
But then they start coming back and everyone starts hearing it as whispering. Right. Yep. And then eventually... It's like they know they're being heard. Yeah. Um, That wound up stopping after a little while, which was the crazy part. Um, I'm not sure if we just got used to it or... But we were all experiencing this thing. And we all thought we were all just going crazy. So, once again... You know, I work a lot of graveyard hours, stuff like that. I'm always up late, even if it's on my day off. You know, my bedtime is normally when most people wake up. Sure. 1, 2 a.m. in that house, you'd hear people walking through it. Mm. Without a doubt, and you just hear them going through, you know, walking through the hallway behind you, or sometimes you'd feel like it was right in your room. You just hear footsteps on the tiles. While you were awake? While I was awake. Would this be when you are in bed? No, no. Sitting up at my computer, you know, watching some YouTube or... Wow. And, you know, you just take off your headphones. You'd be like, what the hell is that? And you just hear walking. The next morning, you'd be like, oh, did you, you know, you head to the bathroom in the middle of the night, you know. Yeah. Ate KFC for dinner. You know how that ends. Yeah. (laughs) And everyone would be like, no. And... Interesting. You know, a couple times you'd get the response of, yeah, I heard it as well. It woke me up. Yeah. What the fuck is that? Yep. <laughs> what is it? Yep. I is it like? Is is it like? Um, look, the more the more of these stories I hear, it's it it seems to be this interfacing that happens between another dimension and mm. ours. Like you know how there's life under the ocean. There's probably life on other planets. Yeah. In there's life like silicon silicon based life forms that like we previously thought were impossible to exist. You know, um, life forms that don't rely on any um, light whatsoever in mm. caves. You it's know, li- crazy. life finds a way. Yeah. And who's to say, like, that life does not exist on a parallel dimension to ours? Yeah, absolutely. So here's where this gets really creepy. Okay. Right? Okay. <laughs> so, uh, Try and shut up and. Good sit down moment. Yeah. <clears throat> the lady that owned this house was 90 years old or so. Her husband had supposedly passed away within the home. We never got confirmation on that or not. The whole neighborhood would not talk about that. Okay. But she was in palliative care because her mind had gone, you know, Alzheimer's, unfortunately, terrifying thing. But I remember one time we heard from one of the landlords that they, you know, really valued the home. They always considered it their forever place. Right. So we used to always see out of the corner of our eyes or we had this living room that, you know, being very traditionally Italian-styled house had two sliding doors with frosted glass on each side of it. Yeah. And all of us... Sorry to interrupt, but did you have lions? On your letterbox? We did. We had lions <laughs> on the letterbox. The roof was all like that print tile ask. stuff. It, yeah. yeah. Did Tiles your dad hose down the driveway every Sunday? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's very good. Italian. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> Continue your story. Um, but yeah, so we used to always see, you know, hunched over figure like someone was using a walking frame or something going past those sliding doors. And I don't mean as in separate occasions. I mean, all four of us would be sitting in the living room, watching the TV, and and then we'd see it go by. 
And we'd all sit there and be like, oh, it's happened again. All of us, all four of us would see that. Right. So, you know, maybe there's some sort of spiritual connection they had to the house. I mean, you know, a lot of people say you die when your mind goes, not when your body goes, you know. How do you think about this theory that I've heard before, that ghosts are not actually the souls of the departed? Oh. They're, they're not even an afterimage. But it is a type of being that, again, is trying to fuck with you. Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess that's the thing, is we were all, you know... We, we were all terrified of being up late in that house, you know, yeah. like it's yeah. just not something we did because weird stuff would happen all the time. Right. So I don't know. I've, I feel like I think that's I something that that weight, you know, it's something worth thinking about mm. because, uh, there seems to be definitely like an agenda to mess with us. Yeah. For some reason. <laughs> They're just like, you know what I'm going to do? This person's having, you know, a full-on panic attack right now. Yeah. Let's just throw some shit off yeah. the shelves. It'll be a good fun time. Yeah. We'll all have a laugh. Accept them. Because <laughs> yeah. the funny thing is that, like, I've had family members that have seen stuff like that. Mm. And, like, I have a, an element of religiousness in my life. But yeah. I've got some much more very religious um, family members. And when they pray... If they see something like that, they pray, and it goes away. It, like, banishes them. Like, it is something that's nasty trying to get at them. Yeah. And it it sort of flees. Yeah. Yeah. That's... Oh, man, that's crazy. Yeah. That is crazy. Yeah. I mean, the only reason why I... Look, if I saw a lot more of that stuff and I tried out that theory, if I tried out that method, maybe I would be a lot more religious mm. you know but um you, you know when you hear first here i know you very well i'm hearing a first-hand account from you someone else who's listening would be like oh they could be full of shit but yeah. i know that you're not full of shit no so <laughs> this is all like, stuff that's genuinely happened yeah and, and, so, like, and the same with your family when your family mm. tells you they see something they are not going to waste your time trying to be like the popular kid because they're not a, trying to get clout off of <laughs> yeah, ghosts you know exactly yeah <laughs> Right, let's let's hear something else. <clears throat> okay, so same house, right? <laughs> you look so happy to be able to like start the next story. <laughs> like, you want to hear something fucked? Yeah. <laughs> well, this one is actually a um, this one. I mean, we were talking earlier about how it's good to be able to, you know, be skeptical skeptical of this stuff. It's right. good to be able to go. Maybe I'm going nuts. Maybe you know, yeah, I'm being paranoid. I'm seeing things. Whatever. Yeah. So my granddad, bless his soul, and rest in peace. Um, always told my father that when he passes away, you'll know he's coming to visit you in spirit because you'll smell the cigarette smoke. (laughs) Guy was, you know, three, four pack a day from the time he was 14. So that's what he always told my dad. Surely enough, you know, the worst happened. Rest in peace. Three days later, he starts smelling cigarette smoke. And I remember the first time it happened, I got out of my chair, like pushed my chair to the side. And I was like, holy shit, (laughs) it's happening. It's happening. And I went and I got dad and dad's smelling it as well. And he's already like tearing up and we're sitting there like, oh my God, it's a thing that's happening. And, 
you know, we're giving each other hugs and happens a couple more times that week. And then we realized our neighbor, his wife, (laughs) his wife had gotten so mad at him, always smoking inside the house (laughs) that she kicked him out and said, if you want to keep smoking those death sticks, you have to go smoke by the front yard. And surely enough, all the windows to the bedroom face the front yard. And we, we were all sitting there like. You know, knowing we had just, like, spent the past week being really emotional with each other. Being like, oh my god, granddad's gone. Lighting candles and holding hands. (laughs) And, um, no, just turned out our neighbor, his wife had had enough of him smoking and told him that. (laughs) Go sit in the front lawn and do it. I want the whole neighborhood to see that you're... That's awesome. Yep. (laughs) Your shame. Yep. Um, I've got a couple more good ones like that. A couple more scary ones. Go on, hit hit me. So, you spoke earlier of guy with a hat during sleep paralysis. Hat man. Hat man. Yeah. Now, I have, I mean, I don't know, but I have a theory that might be a guy with a top hat. (laughs) Yep. Yeah? Okay. Well, I didn't... a top hat or a cowboy hat or... Yep. Something with, you know, the definitive head. Yep. The actual head shape is definitive and there's a brim to it. A peak of brim, yeah. So I didn't know that up until right now. I had not heard that people were having paralysis about that until you told me right here. As a kid living down in the country, and I mean, you know, six, seven, eight years old, my parents used to... Uh, make us sleep with the doors open in case we needed anything in the night. We could just call out for them. They could calm down, stuff like that. You know, we were still quite young. Mm-hmm. And I used to wake up in the middle of the night because I'd swear I'd hear someone enter my room. You know, we have lino. It's very easy to hear someone walking on lino. Yep. And I'd look over and I'd see this guy in my hallway, like the entranceway to my room, yeah. standing underneath the arch of the door. And it would be a silhouette of a man with a top hat. And I remember he used to just get closer and closer and closer until I was finally crying loudly enough that my parents or my sister would show up. And yeah. then he'd disappear before they came here. Yeah. And my room, the entrance to my door was exactly five centimeters away from the entrance to my sister's room. Yeah. She was also on a 90 degree angle. So it's like the corner of a hallway, right? So she can see my door from where it is. And I remember begging her one night, you need to look, you need to see this. It's back again. He's back again. I can't, you know, what's going on. And then she, you know, because I mean, of course, you know, it's the middle of the night. We're both school aged children. She's frustrated. I woke her up, looks over, goes, there's nothing there. And I look back, there's nothing there. Okay. So, <laughs> thanks, Hat Man. Yeah, thanks, Hat Man. Making me look like a little bitch in front of my family. <laughs> really appreciate that. Yeah. Um, but when you brought that up, I was sitting here and I was like, oh, word, yeah. you know, yeah. like, oh my gosh, that's something yeah. I 100% relate to. Yeah. Um, but in that house, I used to see that all the time, once again, while I was awake, you yeah. know. Just around. That's very interesting that it happens to you while you're awake. Mm. And I mean, that's why I was saying, like, and I... So, like, apart from sleep paralysis, what's your relationship with sleep? 
normally really good. I yeah. don't have any apnea. I don't have any issues waking up. I sleep yeah. straight through the nights. You know, I'm a very heavy sleeper. I get seven and a half hours and I'm, you know, back yeah. up for the rest of the day. You know, yeah. it's, I've never had issues sleeping. Okay. And I'm a very heavy sleeper. I sleep yeah. through everything, you know? Yeah. So. Do you know if your pineal gland's still intact? I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> we went and, um. You've been drinking your tap water? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I only drink filtered water because I'm too paranoid about there being brain-eating parasites in it or something. So tap water into filter, drink that. Really? Uh, yeah. Really? <laughs> I heard a story of a woman that had some tap water in an older building, of which we've always lived in older buildings because rentals and yeah, whatnot. Sure. And me being, you know, the anxiety-filled person I am, yeah. instantly went out, got some filtered... <laughs> Filtered water jugs. Now everything goes through that because I'm too worried about it. Wow. Don't want to risk it. Um, but it's like with the ghost stuff, I, you know, I was worried for myself because there was a while, especially with that first story I talked about with the, you know, the tall silhouette thing. I was worried that, you know, from talking to my friend that maybe, you know, I was suffering a form of, you know, some form of schizophrenia or psychosis imagery or... or psychosis, you know, and we went through anything for it and it was definite. No. Yeah. You went through what? Sorry. Like they give you a bunch of questionnaires about yeah. it and so you got tests and everything. It. And yeah. they see if meds change stuff and stuff like right. that. And, and negative. Mm. Wow. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, I already talk about the giant nightmare paralysis monster. Yep. <clears throat> He'll be waiting for you at home. Tonight, oh, right? he will be. He'll show up and he'll Just be like, hey, hey, bitch, what's up? I'm here to party. And I'll be like, oh, God, no. <laughs> Please get out of my house. You bet that I'm going to go buy some like salt and shit tonight and pour it around all the doorways yeah, and everything. Yeah. I'm expecting it. Yeah. Um, now, I work at the casino. I work at the casino locally. We have a big theater there. You know, mm-hmm. it's the biggest theater in the state. So we get all the big shows coming through. You know, we had Aladdin when they came through. We just had Book of Mormon, you know, all that stuff. This theater is very decently old. Um, And from what I've been told and what I've been understand, there's been a couple accidents, not deaths as far as I'm aware, but injuries, serious injuries, whatnot, because, Mm. you know, you're 30 meters up trying to run cabling to move set pieces across in the air and whatnot. Yeah. There is a huge story with everyone in Crown, everyone in the casino, that it's haunted, that the theatre is haunted. And everyone believes it, everyone's heard it. And at first, I was a huge sceptic of it. Right. Because they say we have the theatre ghost. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, such a, it's such a cliche. Yeah. It's such... I, I heard that and I was like, oh, you know, haha, whatever, cool, thanks, guys. I totally won't have nightmares about that tonight. Um, so I was, you know, completely skeptic. I was like, that's totally stupid. That's yeah. what I'd expect to hear from an old theatre. Oh, we've got a ghost. Yeah. It's spooky, you know? Especially, let's tell the new... Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. You know, let's screw around with a new person. Yeah. Make him, yeah. So everyone says they've heard and they've seen the ghost. And they say the way that you get it is you'll be in the theater. It'll be late at night and you'll hear the walking on the wooden floorboards for the base of the stage. Cause there's a level below the stage where we have a, like a lift that we can use to lift set pieces up onto stage or if they're doing a quick change. So it's like 
there's a below theater stage, the theater, and then the roof stage where all the rigging is. And they say, if you're below the theater and it's late at night, you'll hear people walking around on the theater stage. Okay. And I was like, look, 6,000 people work here. Yeah. Including a lot of cleaners. Like, I know they're going to be up there. Anyone that's walking anywhere on the stage, it's all wood. You're going to hear it throughout the entire theater building, right? And I thought, you know, it's surely it's impossible, but not. We had to move office because of renovations to a building that was on the theater stage level. Yeah. Exactly like 10, 15 meters from the stage itself. And I remember walking there one night and the lights were still on, which was weird. Normally they always get switched off when it comes to 10 p.m., 11 p.m. and there's no shows on. And I start hearing walking. And I'm like, okay, you know, it's late at night. This is when all the cleaners come through. And I look at the theater stage because I'm hearing someone walk on the theater stage. Yep. Don't see anyone. There is no one there. But you heard the clip clop. Yep. And I'm still hearing it and as it I be was standing there looking at the stage. Yeah. Because yeah. the way that like uh, acoustically stuff is built, if something's coming from a stage, you know that it's coming from the stage. Yeah. It's not from the back of the room. You know? Yeah. But I was standing wow. there looking at the stage, hearing these footsteps go around and not seeing anyone or anything to cause the footsteps. So Were you by yourself at the time? I was completely by myself. Yep. It was 3 a.m. Yeah. No one was there. The witching hour. And I, honest to God, walked through and tried to see if I could see anyone because yep. I am going off my nut. I'm like freaking out, sweating. I'm like, oh my God, I'm going to get kidnapped and killed by a ghost. <laughs> you know, it's, <laughs> like, it's like all of a sudden this is going to be the next paranormal activity, you know? Right. This is what's happening right now. And um, I walk around, I can't find anyone. And when I realize that I can't find anyone and I'm still hearing these footsteps, I put the keys in the phone that I had on me, the work phone, somewhere safe. I text my coworker and I let him know. I'm like, I'm scared of the theater. <laughs> I've heard the footsteps. I believe you now. Yeah, yeah. I've left the keys in the phone somewhere safe. I'm going home to have a good cry. And a lot of anti-anxiety stuff. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and I just got the hell out of there as quick as I could. Right. Because it was just, it's, I was staring at the stage. Yeah. I was walking around the stage, hearing someone else walking, yeah. and there was no one there. Something interesting. Um, I was watching this uh, documentary by Stan Romanek about Stan Romanek. He's, he, for the most part, he seems quite full of shit. But he's got these extremely specific stories. Mm. And he had a similar reaction to you, to fear, where he, it brings an emotion out of him, mm. like where he wants to cry. Yeah. Which to me is not very common. Yeah. And I find that interesting because it's like, if I get the shit scared out of me, I'm just fucking alert. Yeah. And I'm scared, but I don't have the, I don't have the crying impulse. Can you can you just talk that through to me? Like, what is with the the crying aspect? Because I've heard it a few times. I just want to put. Yeah. I'm not saying there's anything um, paranormal about it. I just want to understand that sort yeah. of psychology. Well, I guess when I'm thinking back about it, I mean, there's a certain element of what the hell's going on, right? Um, but I guess thinking back on it and actually, you know, 
objectively looking at it. Yeah. Every time I've had one of these experiences and had, you know, stuff like this happen. Yeah. I am always like streaming tears. Yeah. And the thing is, it's not like I'm sad. Yeah. It's, you know, maybe like my fight or flight is triggering and that's just... Could it be that you're feeling victimized? Yeah. Who knows? Does does it feel like a personal thing? Like, do you feel like someone who's being bullied, you know? I guess a little bit, if I'm honest. Yeah. Yeah. Um, No, naturally. Yeah. But yeah, it's just you have this experience and it's, it doesn't feel like regular crying. It doesn't feel like regular sadness, you know? It's just, it's happening now. And if, I don't know, I guess the way I'd describe it is Is there a hopelessness? Terror. Yeah. Yeah? You're, it's, it's, it's like sheer terror because yeah. you know this thing is happening. Yeah. You know that you understand this thing shouldn't be happening. Right. And it's just nothing's adding Cause, up. Because again, and, I, yeah. I, I put it, maybe it can be put down to my sort of religious background. Like, I was always told that if you come across anything that's like that, you have to be like, fuck you, you know? It's like, yeah. Like, you have to be like... <laughs> just be aggressive. Yeah. It's Grab like, the no. Louisville and start breaking some knees. <laughs> yeah, it's just like, uh, it's the whole attitude of like, you know, you're not more powerful than God, mm. so get the fuck out of here, you know? Yeah. And, and that's, that's kind of the pattern that's put inside me, mm. when I'm like afraid of something. But that's really interesting. Because, like, I assume that you didn't, you weren't brought up, like, Catholic or anything like that. No, we were brought up very much agnostic. Yeah. Um, right. We were very much given our own choice when it came to religion. We were informed sure. of our parents' choices and their parents' choices. Yeah. Um, we were taught about all aspects of it, but we were very much brought up, you know, follow what you'd like to follow, what you believe in, what you feel right. And um, I myself considered myself heavily Christian yeah. um, up until a couple years ago where I started, you know, going through my own personal stuff and sure. became pretty agnostic again. You know, yeah. I can't prove that that's not there. So. Yeah. 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 You gotta love organized religion. <laughs> it's a whole topic. Yeah. Yeah. That's a different podcast. Entirely. Yeah. It's a different podcast. <laughs> yeah. I think we, everyone has those stories, but like, um, yeah, um, that was great. I'm glad. Yeah, thanks so much for coming. <laughs> no worries. I think this is, this is um, uh, it's, it's great to to expand my story base of, of hearing what people have gone through. Like, yeah, um, what you said about seeing the shadow man during like waking hours. Yeah, multiple times. That's a new one for me. I haven't heard about that. Yeah, yeah, and I think that breach of sleep. That's why I was asking you about your relationship with sleep. Yeah. How it breached your sleep life into your waking life. Yeah. I find that very fascinating because that seems to be the real mystery. Mm. Like everything to do with UFOs and, and encounters How does that happen during your waking. Yeah, exactly. My best theory could be that it's just a dimensional sort of communication. Yeah. That's um, what I choose to believe as well. Yeah. I choose to believe that there's something going on that... Maybe we don't have the skills to perceive anymore. Maybe, yeah. you know. If you okay. can think of more stories, um, please come back. <laughs> yeah, we'll do. Yeah. <laughs> it so, was good fun. It was yeah, good fun. Once again, thanks, Bronwyn. And uh, thanks for everyone for listening as well. Um, I'll see you next time. Awesome. You've been listening to the Fear of the Unknown podcast. Be sure to follow us on social media with all links in the description.